still on strike. Or people that probably should go on strike. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about this a second ago, actually. <laughs> right before so, I hit the button. So, the writers made a deal. They're good. They're... Oh, God. But they're all good, Thanks. right? So, they're, they made a deal. They got pretty much what they wanted. They're all good. The actors... Mm -hmm. The actors haven't uh, gotten to an agreement with uh with their uh contract yet um nope and what was it as of recording of just a few days ago um the sag extra uh unanimously uh voted yes on doing a strike for the video game uh mm -hmm. voice acting uh portion of the union uh so that's fun i uh i think a lot of people know our opinions on this whole matter as far as you mm -hmm. know especially with voice acting like be, like a lot of people don't realize voice actors are highly underpaid that's why you see a lot of voice actors doing a lot of stuff at one time uh, yeah man but it's gonna make things very interesting because Spider-Man's coming out in like a few weeks. <laughs> mm -hmm. In fact, some some people are already reviewing it right now. Not yep. us, which would which. Hey, Insomniac, you know before before the strike actually takes an effect, you know. Just saying, maybe uh. <laughs> Station office is near us. So that's a wild thing too. It's like our where we live, like the video game industry is like here. So it's interesting to see. Because. Um, voice actor uh, went on strike just a few years ago. Like it, ha it hasn't mm -hmm. been a, it hasn't been a long time since they uh, struck last. And you'd think that with the writers being you know, taken care of now, and they're, you know, getting back to it, you would think that there would be a domino effect, but it seems like, at least for right now, as far as the actor side of things go, there might be a little bit more of a uh, trek ahead, especially if the video game side of things gets put into perspective. Um, so with residuals, too? And streaming yeah. residuals? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of stories these past few months, and everything keeps evolving. Mm -hmm. What, as things are right now, like what are your takes on what you've been seeing recently? You know, actors are still striking. They want a fair cut. You know, these companies they make hella money, and they can't. You know, pay like I said before. I don't know if I said it here some, to someone in passing. Like Aaron Paul. One of the leads of Breaking Bad, probably one of the biggest shows, you know, propelled Netflix or whatever and AMC and all that. He doesn't get any residuals for it on Netflix. He's literally like one half, which I think is wild, right? Um, no, it is wild. And, and, and other actors. I remember like, you know, leading up to it, like, like here's my residual check. 
is literally like zero dollars, like zero cents. They just sent a blank piece of paper to an actor. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It uh, yeah, it costs actors, more to write the check I mean, than to actually pay yeah, the fucking so person. That just shows that it's flawed. And yeah, man, they these people have talent. Compensate them for it. I know we're in a new age and there's a new scaling system. Well, time to adapt. You know, pay them. They're putting themselves in the spotlight for better or worse, and they put in the work, you know. Same for voice actors, too. I remember just thinking about because you brought it up. Like, mm -hmm. the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, the voice actors got paid, like, 500 bucks. That's a fucking big movie, and it made so money. And they only got, like, $500. So that's a whole different fucking issue. Um, cause I, mean, I know, that's with, like, Japanese animation, and, you know, they well, already even, paid their actors. It's not even just, like, Japanese but, animation. It's, like, the anime dubbing industry has had a big problem like that, because, shit, what story was it? It was a uh, Mob Psycho, uh, one hundred. The before season three came out, when they were when they were working on season three, the main voice actor for Mob, um, was basically saying, "Cause like, hey, you know, maybe you know we should, you know, make a better deal that way everybody can, you know, kind of profit off this and just like." He was vocalizing better treatment for everybody in the cast. And the studio mm -hmm. was like, no, you're out. We're getting somebody else in now. So they literally threw out their main lead because they vocalized like, hey, maybe we should, you know, not be given pennies and shit. And just, just what was it? It was like pay, like just overall, just like a better like treatment. It wasn't even like anything big. It was like something minor too. And they're like, nah, throw it out. I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Hey, actors, still, still yeah. compensate your actors. It's well, uh, speaking of pay, there's that overlap. Uh, there's there's uh, more uh, video game industry news that we can talk about until that strike happens. Before I do that, we should intro the show. Hey, welcome to the United Reader Podcast, where a couple of nerds just talk about a bunch of nerdy shit and sometimes a lot of unfortunate video game industry stuff. Uh, Joel, I know I kind of just brought this up in our docket really recently, but... I figure we've talked about a bunch of these kind of situations before. We should probably get it out of the way just because it's honestly kind of tiring, to say the least, to keep talking about people losing their jobs. Especially yeah. in uh, this Brian, year. I have to say, has been on top of this news. And unfortunately, my feed, I, I don't see it because I try not to spoil myself. But thank you for being on top of that. And it is good to be aware of this. But yes, I don't, I think at least maybe i mean well we could check but i think we brought this up like five times over five different podcasts different like hell of people getting laid off it's 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 wild yeah. and you know every every story that we've read this year about companies you know having to lay off their employees based off of bad business decisions and it's always it's always a higher up you know making a bad decision and then cost cutting to you know 
basically fill their own wallets. Let's just be let's just be frank about it. Like this is this is higher ups trying to make a better deal for themselves. And this is probably the most blatant we've seen uh, this year. I have I have an article from Verge up, but it's pretty much just talk taking stuff straight out of a email that a bunch of Epic employees got uh, this week. But to kind of just sum it up, uh, Epic Games just laid off about 16% of their workforce or announced that they're uh, getting rid of 16% of their workforce this past week. Um, A lot of it is coming from the recently acquired Bandcamp and uh, the song trader and like super awesome music platforms that they uh recently acquired so they basically took a lot of people out from there um it doesn't say if anybody else from any other division got uh fired uh they mentioned that it this layoff didn't affect their day-to-day which is kind of interesting to point out but the reason that they're laying people off is because they mentioned something about not having enough. Well, not not, not having enough money, but they wanted to, you know, it was another thing that cost saving, you know, cost cutting measures. Which if for people, if people don't know or aren't in the thick of it, like usually like a lot of fucking video game nerds really are. Epic is probably the most profitable fucking video game company Definitely. on the market. Maybe, maybe besides like, um, you know, some of the bigger names, but like Epic makes billions of dollars a year. Like mm-hmm. they make, they make a shit ton of money from Fortnite. They, oh, they, yeah, they, do. they made the unreal engine, which will fucking shit ton of games. Uh, are made mm-hmm. from they make literally let's see uh so basically there's really no reason why this should have happened when you like look into the looking into the finer details of like the whole email that uh was sent out when you think about it, a, a company that makes so much money every year, regardless if they think that like Fortnite is taking like a downturn for a little bit, Fortnite's still making a shit ton of money. They're still making mm-hmm. a shit ton of money from Unreal, yep. from you know the Epic Game Store, their other business ventures, and they couldn't yep. find a way to make that budget work for the 16% that they just laid off. That screams, <laughs> that screams higher up people taking the money away. And I know this is like getting a little preachy and getting, you know, kind of the same old, same old, but it's, it's sad because in the video game industry, there's always layoffs, unfortunately. But it's usually during the slow time of the year where layoffs happen. Layoffs have been happening since January of this year. 
whether it's mm-hmm. in video game journalism, video game companies, you know, what have yeah. you, in the industry as a whole, there's been stories about layoffs almost every month this year from various different companies. And this one's like the most, I feel like is the most egregious because it's like, you guys are not hurting for money right now. Mm-hmm. They definitely are not. That is a strong game, strong money. Yes. Sure. So, like, just based off, like, what I just like brought up, like, what are your opinions on this whole thing? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I can obviously understand what probably what you think, but I just want to like ask you, it's like, is there any rational reason why this this had to happen? Rational, depending on who you ask. I mean, fair. It, you you already said it like <laughs> yeah we're probably gonna get like well of course it's a company they're supposed to make money well yeah but i think we're all past that now we've seen what, what that brings this whole fucking year no offense i mean you got a little preachy too you might as well but it's like like mm-hmm. you said billion dollar company and they just laid off like 16 percent of their people they they could have retained them what what is the reason I hope they get a fucking nice severance package too. Uh, we know I that's think, probably not going to. I think so. it was reported that they are getting, they're at least getting like six months pay. And they said they well, said that they're going to try to help them get jobs. If I remember correctly, I I, follow through. I, I think that's what uh, they reported. I could honestly be mixing it for any other fucking story we've read this past few weeks. Um, yeah, it's fucking lame. Like, it sucks seeing people lose their jobs because of higher ups making bad choices. Um, I wanted to bring that story just to kind of catch us up for what's been happening, but also to bring up this story that just came out today or, you know, uh, today, Tuesday of this week, uh, Naughty Dog. Is also having layoffs at their studio. Um, basically, on this article from oh, yeah. here, Naughty Dog, the first party video game developer, uh, is reportedly facing layoffs, primarily affecting around 25 quality assurance contractors uh, that were working on their multiplayer spinoff for Last of Us. Um, apparently, Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they've been having trouble with their uh, Last of Us multiplayer. Apparently, uh, according to some reports about the inside, like the insider reports, um, Bungie has been helping try to, you know, check in on what uh, Naughty Dog's been doing with the Last of Us multiplayer game, and just kind of see how they could help them. And according to some people that were testing it from Bungie uh, thought that the game wasn't going in the right direction. And so reporting from Naughty Dog, they are pretty much putting it on ice for the time being. It's all that call. So this one seems more, I want to say logical. It's very unfortunate, but it makes sense for at least in the industry for contract workers, it's pretty much, they have a contract for 
the game they are making and that's pretty much what they do so putting mm-hmm. a game on ice there's no game to work on uh but it sucks because usually qa people get the very shitty end of the stick when it comes to positions in video game development they honestly are like kind of considered like the bottom of the barrel or bottom of the the hierarchy even though they're the ones that make sure their games fucking work before they come out mm-hmm. so it's again a bummer but compared to the epic story this one's a little bit more reasonable it still really sucks but it's in a way uh, the kind of silver lining at least it's nice that you know they noticed the game wasn't gonna be good so they're putting it on hold and maybe seeing if they can come back to it later and work on it so hopefully those people can come back maybe if you know everything works out that's the hope that's the hope i mean i don't want them to put out a bad product but you know you do want to keep your workers keep them happy and it's unfortunate that it had to be put on ice but yeah you don't we've seen you know the red fall of this year you put out something bad and it's like well it's that's a sinking ship you know sometimes before it even went to sale yeah it's or shit i mean i'm glad when cyberpunk came out cyberpunk came out worse for wear i mean it now it's now it's doing great you know with their 2.0 mm-hmm. update and sons of Li- and um and uh their expansion i forget the name of it um it's phantom liberty a phantom liberty thank you mm-hmm. i was thinking sons of liberty i don't know why but uh phantom liberty for the club early today. For the <laughs> that's club. why Tens of energy. <laughs> but but yeah <laughs> it's 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 nice that they're trying to keep the quality alive because like you know when you think of naughty dog you, you think quality you think that playstation quality oh, yeah. that we've seen from you know, you know on the uncharted series the last of us series we've oh, yeah. seen you know so many great games come from naughty dog so it's in a way it's nice to see that when they're being told that a product they're in the process of making isn't working, that they have the wherewithal to be like, okay, you know, we need to take a look at this and, you know, maybe go back to the drawing board or just kind of focus on something else, which is nice because, you know, they're not just going to shell a game because, you know, PlayStation wants to have an initiative for multiplayer games and games as a service. And, Mm-hmm. they don't want to kind of squander the goodwill that they've been getting for all of their quality games. Yeah. But at the same time, that means people are being laid off, which just keeps adding to the pile of layoffs that we've been seeing all year long. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, you know, now, unfortunately they apparently they're not getting a severance package, but it's mostly because of the, mm-hmm. them being contractors. They're not employees. It still sucks, but hopefully they can get work pretty soon. Especially since employee, they... but not. not. Yeah. <laughs> very, very unfortunate. Uh, but hopefully everybody can get some get some work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel. Right. What is it? Since we can't talk about one Star Wars thing, why don't we talk about this Star Wars thing? 
that you brought up. Oh, is it the one I shared? Yeah. Oh, it was brought to my attention uh, that one of the devs or big companies uh, has been silently, carefully deleting posts about their Knights of the Republic remake. Someone brought it to people's Uh, attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we were excited for that to see where it was going, and it's dying. Um, We don't know what... I don't know. It, it's just like, is are they? You know, it, the the way they're going about it is like, hey, do you need more time, or is it like we're trying to scrub this from the internet? Like, sorry, y'all. You know, go back into the shadow. Um, it, it's just interesting. It was a big announcement, and then you know, yeah. it's getting removed. I'm sure people are excited. Um, yeah, that's but uh. So, so there's been a lot of issues with this KOTOR remake, right? Like, it got announced a few years ago. It got announced at Sony's uh, 2021 showcase. Mm -hmm. Uh, It got showed off. Um, Apparently, Aspire, who's pretty much a company that's been mostly known for Re, like remastering a lot of old games like they've done a lot of the old uh star wars games like pod racer you know clone wars games and all all the stuff that's been kind of being re-released in the past few years they've been doing um yeah i know they've done other things too but i can't remember off the top of my head um apparently well not apparently but last year it was announced that um they were no longer going to be developing because apparently they had a lot of difficult developing issues because the, the studio's never really done a full remake of a game or at least a remake of this caliber of like a, a KOTOR mm-hmm. game, you know? So uh, development got transferred. Uh, uh, got shifted to Saber Interactive. Um, I believe. And sorry, I'm just trying to read this. But so Saber Interactive is owned by Embracer, which I believe we talked about before. They've been going through a whole bunch of of, of their uh, bad business decisions as of late. Um, and basically, it seems like this game is just having a whole bunch of uh, problems because apparently they also um, had the Nice of Old Republic 2 remaster that Aspire did do. Uh, but They're recently, facing a lawsuit right now. They're facing a lawsuit because they originally announced that it was going to be coming with the uh, DLC that came with the game that got actually removed from the original game. Um, yeah, the restore content mod. And um, now apparently they are not going to be doing it. And so I will say, not to 100% defend them, they did reimburse people. It's like, sorry, we're not following through. You know, buy another Star Wars game, you know, of that quality. So I can see that's, you know, like, hey, sorry, we fucked up. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that was the main drive for a lot of people buying it is with the 
the restored content mod, so it's like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at least they did something, but like, yeah, not. It's... I think why people were buying it though, so it's it's tough. Like, oh man, it's it's tough because you hate to see, you know, them having to go back on their promises, and it's very understandable why people be angry because a lot of people yeah. bought that game for the promise of having that DLC along with it. So now I was going to too. And so now people that have bought the game and now they're not getting the DLC, they have every right to be angry about it. Now mm-hmm. it's it's nice that according to what you said, they are reimbursing people, which is nice. It still yeah. doesn't give it a good look, especially with all the other uh-huh. uh KOTOR stuff going on. Um, oh, you're just going to have to play it on PC. Sorry. I guess. Restore content on um, PC. So it sucks because like, people should experience that, you know? And... Right. Now, there's an update in this article that you sent saying that a spokesperson from Sony said the KOTOR remake trailer was delisted over licensing issues. Mm. Which is weird. Because it's a game that they're making that's licensed by Disney. You would think that they would have the rights to have that trailer unless... Um, it says delisted assets for with licensed music when the license expired. The only music in the trailer seems to be main Star Wars theme music that's owned by Disney. So it seems like... Maybe if everything was going right, the game should have been out by now. And so since it's not, or maybe because since it's technically being done by a different developer now. And so like the, it's, 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 it's like an a accurate fucking... trailer. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, peaks and valleys, man. I don't like is it going to be like a Baldur's Gate situation? Takes six years. I mean, I guess. Sure. See, here's I, the just... thing, though. At least with Baldur's Gate three, people were able to play it as it was being tinkered yep. with and uh, and adjusted. Yep. We haven't seen anything about this. We all we've seen is that trailer from two years ago. Yep. This Revan's Revan's showing up, and that's it. And that's it. That's all we got. People got wet. Plus, is like the mouse, like just like you can't say shit. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but I, I feel like if we don't hear anything in a year, it, yeah, it's been what it's twenty twenty three already. It's is dead. Like it, that thing is. It's like this other game we in you know, big trouble. We're waiting for it. Yeah, <laughs> that has like made a development hell. I don't even know if it's ever going to come out. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just sad to see because Motor was great. It's a, I mean, it's honestly amazing. A great Star Wars RPG. Lords, I think, um, like narratively for me, even better. Mm. Um, I, I might say a little less Star Wars, a little, little more companion interaction, but you know, I, I, it, you know, it got rushed. We know what happens when games get rushed. And, yeah. You know, it's like, can we finally get the promise of a complete game? We can't get that just <laughs> later with the mod. You know, it's not even it's 
boggling, dude. It's I don't know. It's did they run out of money? Is that probably what it is? Run out of money because I don't, money. I don't fuck it. You know, maybe it'll be the it'll be the next Beyond Good and Evil too. Uh, they show us one trailer and they'll keep saying they're working on it, and one day they'll just shut up about it. It's forever. like that Starship game, that other Starship game they've been working on for years. That's like a fraud. I forgot what it is. Starship like, game? Star Citizen? Star Citizen? Is that what it's called? Like they got all this was... money going into it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But I mean, isn't Star Citizen in early access still? Or is it out? I don't know. I just feel like I, feel I like didn't care <laughs> at all. I could be fucking wrong. I'll, I'll look it up later. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. Well, like we can't even. It's just something about Star Wars games, man. That's all right. We got uh, something about Star Wars games. We got the Ubisoft one coming. Oh, dude. Speaking of Ubisoft, I just want to. Uh, oh, I just want to mention. I, know where this is going. I just want to mention this real quick. Because we are T-minus two days from, well, three days from Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out. You ain't going to see me this weekend, bro. <laughs> I am fucking so excited. They they just had a special launch. Well, I'm Friday, motherfucker. But anyway. Well, do I mean, besides that. Besides that. Life. Hey, do, do live your life. I, I'm excited. I, gotta, I play Valhalla, but I got a Saturday to I'm myself, nice. bro. I got a Saturday to myself. Oh, I'm gonna be sitting right oh, here, yeah. fucking burning my eyes you and out. Basim. Yeah. Me and Basim yeah. are gonna go on a fucking adventure in Baghdad. I'm gonna have a fucking blast. Oh yeah. Uh, but the uh launch party uh, live stream happened today. Uh, oh nice. For Assassin's Creed Mirage, it was really cool. They kind of um. It was like a three-hour stream that they, I think they obviously pre-recorded, but they played it live uh, earlier today. And they're just kind of going over kind of, uh, you know, the artistic inspiration, you know, and the musical inspiration and kind of showing, uh, having interviews with the main cast. Um, nice. Agent Stone! I, I, for, I, I forgot that, Lee, uh, was it? Lee Majub, uh, who played Agent Stone in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, is playing fucking Basim. And I was like, oh my god, this is fucking great. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, and they showed off gameplay. Uh, like, first, like, live game, like, quote-unquote live gameplay of, um... Well, actually, no. It was it was actually live. That portion was actually live. But they showed off gameplay for the first time, and boy, this could just be the build that they were playing on. I have no idea if this is the end product, but I can tell you, it feels good to be excited about an Assassin's Creed game after the past few years Hell of yeah. having mixed emotions about the series. All it's like all they needed to do is just make it classic again, with the little touches of what they've been doing, you know, as far as uh, style wise goes. But you know, it looks good. The environment is very rich and full of detail. You know, it gives off. Obviously, this is a precursor to the first game, so 
And as far as like gameplay wise, it has that reminiscence of the first game. So it has that like member berries feel about playing Assassin's Creed one, which is nice. Um, But yeah, so far, so far from what I've seen of the game, you know, I'm super fucking pumped. Like, you know me, I'm a big Assassin's Creed. I'm a fucking big fucking Assassin's Creed fan. So it's nice to be excited and see that at least from the developer standpoint, you know, I know, you know, Ubisoft has like executive problems, like almost every fucking company, but as far as like the dev like team goes, like you can see the passion that they have for this game and like the detail that mm-hmm. they want to put into the game. So I'm very excited. I think Basim is a real cool character. You still need to play Valhalla so you can see what yeah, Basim as the is. number two Assassin's Creed fan in our group, maybe number three. <laughs> I have really enjoyed Origins. Let's see. Um, I've heard mixed things about Valhalla. I'm not going to Valhalla right now because I'm somewhere in the ether trying to get to God of War. I feel like they're the same game in my head, like same style, but I, they're not. I mean, it makes sense. At all, but, but I, I actually Norse. really enjoyed, yeah, yeah um, Norse Steve. Uh, Origins, I fucking loved Origins. Origins is great. For me, I guess I, I had a break, so fucking Odyssey was amazing. And plus, that's when I upgraded my Xbox. So oh, yeah. Like, so that's going to that's gonna do the trick. Beautiful. <laughs> so I was like, all in Odyssey. Um, yeah, and of course, the other games, like we played Rogue together. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a year later. I uh, really enjoyed it still. What's the other one? Syndicate? I really like I, I just love them all, too. But See, Syndicate uh, Mirage, was really good. Yeah, uh, I know people shit on the new ones for some reasons I think are valid, but I I think story wise they're they're all very strong. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you can just see everyone's buzzing. This looks like a return to the good old days. Altair stuff. Shout out to Altair fucking up that ledge in Assassin's Creed Two. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> that stupid little ledge. You know what I'm talking about. I know Assassin's what you're talking Creed about. Fan. I know what you're stupid about. fucking little ledge. <laughs> anyway, uh, just throwing that back. But yeah. Um, Dad, curious. Uh, I'm sure I'll hear a little bit from you soon, um, but right now, all about Baldur's Gate three. So I got mm. that on my PS5. And soon, you mentioned it earlier. That's gonna have to fall by the wayside as well because Spider Man comes out and oh boy, this so, year has been killer for fucking video games. It is you're ridiculous. Telling me, I I'm at a point now where I'm pretty much putting all the other games I have on pause for to prepare for mirage and then once mirage gets in my hands i am going to do a mad dash to fucking finish that game before spider-man comes out because once that comes out i'm gonna have too much conflicting fucking games to play um a lot man uh before i because i want to kind of talk to you about Baldur's gate real quick but before i do that i just want to mention this one last assassin's creed thing over the weekend I finally went back to Valhalla and I played the final chapter that they released for the game in preparations for Mirage. Um, oh, nice. Very quick. Like it didn't, it took me like less minutes. Than, it took me less than like three hours, like maybe like two hours to do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a two part thing. The first part is, um, one mission where uh 
Eivor gets to meet uh, Basim's master, Roshan, which uh, she will appear in Mirage. And you kind of do like a quick mission with her. And it's just like a, it's like a cool, neat little like, you know, teaser for what's to come, like for, you know, trying to build up like a backstory a little bit. Um, and then the last part is the, you know, the ending of Eivor's story kind of kind of mission, which was just very light. You know, it wasn't too like gameplay heavy. It was just more of like a cathartic kind of, you know, story wrap up, which was really nice. Um, nice. I, I won't go into detail because, you know, I want it to be fresh for you when you get to it. I just want to say I love it when games do this. They know the successor is coming and they give the previous one a nice little touch up. I think Borderlands 2 was great with this. They added a little fucking thing just in time for three, and two wasn't touched for years. So please, anyone listening who works on games, continue this, please. I think this is the coolest quality of life shit and mm-hmm. really cool. Like, even with Odyssey, dude, like, I played it late, and it was like, here's a mission that's going to lead into Valhalla. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, connecting, I mean, I know it's very franchisey Star Wars Marvel. But for me, that's cool. I like seeing the connections of the story, bridging them. I I, I think that shit's amazing. So me too. Kudos when you know it's a team that does that, and any teams that do that. Like I know that's extra work. You know, you, you have other things you need to work on. But it, it's from a gamer standpoint, it, I just think that's really cool. Yeah. And I hope, I really hope somewhere in either this reaches. They fucking do that for Andromeda. This a little even the <laughs> fucking mission. Go find something. It's like five minutes. You, you know, I don't know. You fucking handshake a Krogan. Done. I don't care. Nope. Like please. <laughs> anyway, it is again. It's a really cool thing. It's really cool. Um, it's it's a nice touch. I, but yeah, nice touch. So it's got. I just had to say that. I just I just think that's one of the mm. cool things. Yeah, and I'm hoping that be they're doing this because they have the plan for Assassin's Creed infinite, like their big hub that they're Mm -hmm. trying to make that they want to start blending in more of the stories together, which by all means, if you could do it and you can do it good, go for it. Cause I love the Cassandra and Eivor stuff. And I really, I really appreciated the Eivor and Roshan thing. So, you know, if they want to keep kind of, Making this world feel more connected as far as like one big story, you know, go ahead. Um, but like I said, I I remember talking to you a long time ago about how I was kind of conflicted with Valhalla and how it, yeah, it was during yeah. the time where there's a lot of like stories coming out about weird upper management bullshit that was going on with like mm-hmm. Ubisoft and like the Assassin's Creed series. And I was kind of feeling conflicted about uh the direction at least with uh in terms of Valhalla. Now that I've finally kind of come to like the end of you know my time with Valhalla, I can I can gladly say that my opinions have kind of shifted a little bit more to how they were before. Um you know there's a there's a lot of characters that I started really attaching to, you know, it it still has some of the issues that I talked about with like the more recent games feeling a, bit, a little bit too more RPG-ish for my liking. Um, yeah, yeah. But overall, like the ideas that they bring up in this in Valhalla are very interesting, and it got me to like the idea of having a game with Basm as the the lead. So you know, good on them for you know 
not only doing all the extra work they've done with Valhalla, but like sticking to this game and creating new content for it for like the past few years that Valhalla has been out. Like Valhalla has been out for a few years and they still kept pumping out new content for it, even like up until recently. So it's really cool. Um, we got to do a roundtable right. with Assassin's Creed. You, me, and Jen, because I know Aww. they're like, the, I think the next person who likes Assassin's Creed just as much as us. So oh, maybe that we have a couple I'd other friends. Maybe in, this cha- in the shadows, someone's there. But yeah, I think we're due, we're due for a roundtable, and I think that's the next one we should do. I mean, Overwatch, I guess, maybe, but the, the follow-up. <laughs> Bro, I, um, I could talk about fucking Assassin's Creed for a while, like, the deep shit. It's it's fun. It's it's a great story, and you know it's. Uh, I, anyways, before we yeah. just go on and you we know, could, we, we could talk. Please. We could talk more about that later. For now, yeah, because then I'm gonna go talk about Bayek, and it's gonna lead to fucking the Kenways. Then it's gonna go to Ezio. Then we do like how, well, how, Connor, how Connor should deserve more respect. That's a whole other like conversation. The, the Connor kicking the shit out of Shay sequel yet, but maybe <laughs> you know, one day. Maybe I'm Uh-oh. still gonna hope for that. Anyway, so Joel, I've seen you have been playing a shit ton of Baldur's Gate 3. I haven't touched it yet. I haven't touched it since we played it. I wanted it more than I did. (laughs) We've been playing it together. I love that feature. So I just want to throw this to you. Like, tell me your experience with Baldur's Gate for the past few weeks since you've had it. Just go off. It's all consuming, Brian. I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I'm like, yeah, I'll play Destiny guys. Yeah, I'll play party animals. Yeah, whatever. But it's like, no one else is bothering me. I'm fucking playing Baldur's Gate. But <laughs> you know what my Sunday was? I, I I told him I was like, I gotta finish my homework. But you know what I was also trying to do? Not watch my wife play Baldur's Gate. I failed. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it was because it's if you love traditional RPGs, you like Dungeons and Dragons. It's for me that i like those so no brainer it's amazing on my ps5 it runs amazing looks great it is a little buggy i mean it's a big ass rpg it's not, you know i expect that um but otherwise like interactions uh the combat is fun in a D sense right um it's honestly it's great i was just playing it before we got on i was like i need to stop we have to record it, you know? I had to stop myself because I was like, oh, I need to switch out a Starion really quick because, you know, the Alba, you know, like, I need to do this, this, and that. There's a, there's a Droger gnome here. And you know, I was like really getting into it. And fun um, in that, you know, it's really cool because uh, my wife really enjoys it too. There's split screen. She has her own campaign. I have my own campaign. Then we won together. And I know my okay. buddy, shout out to my friend Jameson. He wants to do one soon. Um, gonna do that together whoever else wants to join in and i know we can do it online it could be yes. four of us together we need to do that me you man so i'm so down. i I'm, um, I'm ready to jump in i just it feels a little intimidating to go by myself so i'm totally down to like party up and do it and shit man maybe friday you want to give it a little taste shit come on over early fuck anyway um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know what's cool is my wife, who is really loving it, um, she's been sending me more info, and I'm like, I love this game. She's like, did you know if you do this, this, and that? I was like, oh, fuck, that's sick. Um, but, <laughs> and then we're playing it differently, right? Because I'm a Dragonborn Druid right now. His Ooh. name is Fendaris. I named after a Fender guitar. 
Um, and he's a frost dragon too. He's like, and he looks like the the Zilla from America. But, oh, okay. um, it's funny because it's like, oh, she would watch me play, and she's like, oh, I didn't do that. And I'm like, you didn't. So we would, you know, we see our interactions, and even and together, we just fought this mini boss, and we're like, oh, we didn't do this at all because it's just that kind of game, the replayability, That's interactions. So cool. It's, I, I. I'm in love with this game. Uh, I posted some clips <laughs> on TikTok. I posted a crit fail, but <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw uh, that. That is great. Yeah. Um, again, if you like, if you don't really like D and D, but you like RPGs, give it a shot. If this is totally new to you, um, I would say it's different. You're relying on chance a lot. That's the whole thing. It's like for me, it was like Coder. When I first tried, I was like, I don't understand why Coder is the way it is. I was like, oh. It's relying on dice rolls, dexterity, wisdom, constitution, strength. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some puzzles too. It's like, oh, it's not a hundred percent they're gonna hit. I gotta make sure I have the right stats have a higher chance to hit. Right? right. So I see I saw the comment you replied to. It's like this guy's like, I want a real-time Baldur's Gate continual action. Um I think that's destiny, honestly. That's your real time RPG. That's you know uh, Final Fantasy. That's you know action yeah. like action um, rpgs hack and slash um i mean i'm sure someone will do a mod of it someone will come up their own oh, version sure. but it's it's a lot that turn-based system just works so well for the game and it's like dnd it's like i mean it's the, yeah Edition, exactly it's excellent order you you, you don't want wanna... things that i'm like oh shit i should incorporate this to my game that's how good it is i'm like oh of course i should use this this and that you know and and that's a testament to the quality of the game where it's like it feels so much like an actual D campaign where if you think of any stupid bullshit that you would think at a table most likely you could probably do it and like how you're saying before it's so cool that you're able to have a campaign your wife's able to have a campaign and your campaign together can be all totally different yes and i've seen the videos online it's like i don't know if we said last time this guy was trying to get into a castle he fucking put like a bunch of crates and go in the castle. He didn't break in. He do everything. I saw That's, I saw Matt Mercer do that. He I saw I like, a video clip fuck? of Matt Mercer fucking putting a whole bunch of barrels on top of each other to climb climb the castle wall and just jump over and it worked. <laughs> That's not how it should be in D and D. Stupid, <laughs> ridiculous shit as you can. And um yeah, and it looks fucking beautiful. So uh Xbox people, you gotta wait. It's worth it. It's coming for um, Series X people. And the, of course, the character customization, it's its great. You, you know, it, 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 I love D&D, so it's already like a no-brainer. Um, love the music. I catch, you know, my wife and I are like humming it around and shit when we're not playing. It's its super <laughs> fun. Um, That's yeah, cool. man. Uh, come on over early. Give it a shot. Yeah. You and Jameson, I mean, if you, whenever, if you I... I bought the game. It's downloaded onto my PlayStation. I just haven't touched it yet. Oh, There's so much going on. We should on make right time now. then. Maybe I, we should I play should. before we, we go. <laughs> yeah. We, what's cool is you can choose a creative character or have a pre made character. You can have a Starion, Carlac, Ale, whoever, if you didn't want to create a character, which I think is really cool. Mm. And I just okay. found out little tidbit for anyone um, there's this character called the Dark Urge. He's actually yes. not in our campaign. If you make a character, if you choose him, though, he has his own individual unique story. It's like, oh, that's really cool. 
now we have to play so, the third stage. So actually, you know? <laughs> so actually, when we so played cool. it, when we played it at PAX, I chose the Dark Urge just to see what it was like. And it's interesting because it's basically what it says. There's this, e- there's, I would say evil. There's like this, it's literally just an urge inside of yourself to kill and do horrible shit. And um, at least from when I played, when prompts come up for dialogue options or like action like options, there's this dark urge that is like telling you, it's like, you know, you know, it's like, oh, kill, like kill that person or like maim them or, you know, do like do some something fucking horrible to this person. And you can choose to uh, ignore the dark urge. The thing is, the more you ignore the dark urge, the higher probability that it will take control and lash out. So it's like you That's can really cool. you can give in and it you just give in or you can try to fight back. But the more you fight back, the harder it is to fight it in the future. And it's kind of like, like some Sith Lord shit. Kind of. It's it sounds really interesting. It. Um, I don't know I if I would want to do it for my first campaign just to, you know, try to just go normal like the first time around. But it's a very interesting concept, like to have that extra like you know, yeah. thing that's kind of out of your hands as, as along with the dice roll. Yeah. Um, tons of fun. I just fought two Minotaurs before I came here. Oh, shit. Kicked the <laughs> shit out of them. Actually, they kicked my ass, too. I shouldn't say that. I kicked the shit out of another character, but I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm finally understand. And also, it took me an adjustment. I was like, why are my character? And then I was like, oh, I have to synergize better. And then, boom, they were like, kicking ass. <laughs> I just want to say also, the team that made Baldur's Gate, guys are amazing. And thank Marian. you to the team that worked on the hair. The hair. Usually hair oh, is how are okay. the options? There is a fucking great amount of options for hair. I just want to say. And earrings for all characters. Even my Dragonborn, he has a weird face. They gave like weird, like different placements for it. That, that's Ooh. just creative and good. You know, they could have just said one rig done. But they put in the time and work and it shows. So I want to say thank you to the team. And of course, the actors acting their ass off. Pay Raptors, thank you to all those lovely actors <laughs> and making me thirst for a green fucking warrior. Thank you. All right. Anyway, hey, moving on. Um, I want to talk about this. I don't know if we talked about it last time, uh, but I just want to clear the air. Mm. So, a couple weeks ago, uh, of course, there was a big Destiny event. It was called the. Uh, the gun oh, glitch boy. or the, yeah. the, uh, the something there's like the reckoning or something not not reckoning or something similar to that we there already was a reckoning thing event but basically you could put any perk uh that you could craft like on a different put like an aggressive frame shotgun perk an assault rifle and of course people went ham so you could have like a full auto auto rifle shooting shotgun pellets so you can imagine the chaos that ensued people had sniper rifle Grenade launchers, rocket launcher, grenade launcher things. Even I saw some failed ones too. A trace rifle shooting grenade rounds. Someone had fuck? a gun that shot a grenade that went right at their feet and just blew them up. <laughs> People were getting wacky, which is fun and really cool. So I missed it, unfortunately. They patched it right as I was trying to do it. I was busy that weekend. I was like, damn it, I missed the gun. People were melting Crota, having fun in GMs, doing the ridiculous shit as they should. Apparently, Charles Osiris was fucking. Because, of course, you have these ridiculous guns, and people were mad. It's like, oh, they should take away their achievements. This is cheating. And I'm like, well, you, 
tell me in my fucking whatever 40 ribbon runs of doing it not legit. Fuck you. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> it's a fun thing. Let people have fun. And they did. They're like, we'll fix it soon. Enjoy it while it lasts. Right? Um, yeah. And it happened. Last time there was a great glitch was the, the 12-person fire team. I still think they should make that legit. That was one of the funnest things we've they've ever done. It's allowing a 10, 12-person raid. It was chaotic at times, but we went into like a dungeon activity with 12 of us. Like, yeah, this boss ain't shit. We're fucking around. We don't care about the loot. It's, we're jumping around this easy activity. You know, that's fun. But consequence, unfortunately. Oh. Someone some groups it, it is seemed it is inferred assumed um they took it away major ddos attacks uh, the bunch uh, of servers yeah yep. oh people are casting blame on some people whatever either way it happened either way that killed my playtime it killed your playtime ben's playtime. Oh, yeah, we yeah. tried to play what i wanted since you literally got 30 minutes in kicked out try to get back in it's like sorry we're you know everyone's trying to log in right now it's like no we're done so yeah, it was bad. It was. I get bad. that you're upset that they removed this thing that wasn't intentional. Uh, yes, to attack the servers and ruin it for everyone else. That's big move, it's, man. It's big I mean, baddie shit. Like, yeah, not even like, not even to sugarcoat it. It's, it's people feeling mad because they can't be mad playing a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they get DDoS attacks all the time, apparently, but like this one was egregious. And people are linking it to the gun glitch. I don't know. Either uh, way, it's 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 uh, it's wild. It's. I finally was able to play Saturday without worry, and but that was after like two weeks. That's two weeks I could have been playing. I mean, thank God for Baldur's Gate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I love that game. But Destiny, I still love. But it's just like wow. I can't even enjoy the game because some someone's being a jerk, you know. Like, yeah, that's unfortunate, you know. Um, people are saying maybe they should have dedicated service or whatever, but it's like, but do you work on the game? I don't know. Like, all I know is we had people had fun before. Some people didn't like what they took it away. It's like, well, it's kind of not how you're supposed to play. Enjoy it while it lasted. Um, doesn't mean you. It's it's fun server. when shit gets broken because it's just wild stuff that you don't normally get to do. Doesn't mean it's yeah. something that should stay in the game, especially if it's breaking a lot. Especially if um, it breaks all the high major activities. And I get yeah. it, like it's not a challenge if this gun is shooting, you know, it's a sniper with rocket rounds, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna take out the boss from a mile away that way. Um I mean we we've done the twelve person raid before. It was fun and stupid. Doesn't mean it should just stay in the game it, it was it was a fun moment that was good while it lasted but you know they, they fixed it too. and we move on it's yeah. i still think they should bring it back and if you have more than six people loot should just go down like i don't care i'll fucking do never the raid against shit i don't care that shit was fun <laughs> but that's just me but anyway yeah. i did a ddos server so uh <laughs> because of that i, I don't have the means no I uh, just wanted to share that's what happened in the Destiny world. Uh, this will probably be a fond memory, just like the 12 person raid and all that. Uh, but yeah, that what that happened. Um, really quick, just want to talk about two other games, and there's of course some other big news we got to address. But okay, one for Street Fighter, Aki came out. Yeah, she favorite did. Temptress with the poison. She's really cool. I mean, 
apparently she's appeared before. But for me, she's brand new for me. So it was really cool. We did a couple matches on Sunday. It was Sunday. Yes. I don't remember. Sunday. Um, but we had some fun. You were using your new uh, fight sick toy. Yeah, I was. Finally got oh, my. Here, yep, I was waiting. Finally got my snack box uh, micro from Junk Food. Oh, the uh, Ooh, I thought it was going to versus uh, edition. Shout out. Cool. Really, really nice. It's literally like this big. You know, it's it's not it's not too big. Those who can't small. see, honestly, it's like if you have oh, your yeah. TV remote, just make that twice as wide, and it's as thin as that. I actually thought it was thicker than that. That's it's, crazy. It's the size of a small tablet. Yeah, that's that's wild. But like, it, like we we were playing on Sunday, Joel, and it it took it took a little bit to kind of uh you know get the feel for it, and I was kind of telling my experience as I was going through it, but like for people that aren't too familiar with a lot of fighting game peripherals, uh, the snack box is junk foods kind of, it's their take on the, what is now being called the leverless controller. Uh, which was kind of uh, popularized by Hitbox for the past few years. Basically, it's all button control. Like, there's no stick, there's no lever. It's all button based. You have your your buttons to move. Your all your face buttons that you'd use like punch and kick and do specials and stuff like that. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, Feels really comfortable, especially because your hands are normally in a neutral position for this. Like your your hands are normally kind of flat, whereas like one hand's flat and the other one has to hold onto a stick, and you have to crank your wrists back and forth. Um, the the interesting thing I've had to tackle is doing uh, directional commands with buttons because you know there's no stick. You can't just do the motion. You have to kind of put it into a button. So, like Joel, for example, let's say you know I'm playing Ken. I want to do a Hadouken. Yep. You do the quarter circle. There was a lot of Ken. There was a lot of Ken action. Um, you know, for a stick, it's it's super easy. Uh, but for this, it's kind of hard because I have to kind of like do like this is the down button and this is the uh the right uh, direction. So I kind of have to time it so that it counts as a you know crouching um like corner so it goes down corner forward to do like the the quarter circle motion so it's kind of like you have to time it just right to kind of press both while also putting your hand off of the down button so it's it's kind of a little bit of a um kind of putting the training wheels back on i guess i should say uh, trying to relearn how to play the game a little bit because uh, I've been playing modern for the past few months, just you know, having fun, you know, playing on a you know PS five uh, Dual Sense controller. Um, but for this, I wanted to make an effort to kind of go back to playing classic and like kind of relearning classic with this. Um, you know, it is a challenge. Uh, you know. I I've gotten a few good matches with you, and you know, a lot of times I was caught fumbling. They're all good matches. They're all good matches, but like, you know, sometimes I kind of got my groove, and then other times, you know, I was caught fumbling. Uh, you know, trying to do a, a, a Hadouken Confession, or I'm on modern though. Modern, yeah, that makes but... it easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, I've been really enjoying this controller. Um, but like you were saying, uh, Aki came out. Uh, really interesting character. Really interesting uh, poison mechanic that we kind of got to play when you. It's not oppressive. That's what I was, I was telling you. It's, it's not. not. It's actually more defensive in a way. Um, because at least from how I I perceived it, you know, Aki ha- has a lot of um, you know, poison projectiles that she can kind of shoot like little poison bubbles. That if you get hit, uh, it starts taking away your health. But at least as far as I know, because I haven't like really read up on her, like read anybody's you know details about what she does. Uh, it seems like the poison stays on to you until you can get a solid hit on her. Because when mm-hmm. you're when you were playing as her, uh, I got I tried to like get some punches in, but you were like blocking him or countering him. And that didn't count. It wasn't until I actually fully hit you that the poison went away, which I feel like if you can really learn how to, you know, do the poison, you know, maybe do a combo and like play keep away, you could just, you know, especially with her just like her sliding attack move that she can just like slide oh, down yeah. and like she's she's like a contortionist. Almost. Like, like yeah. you could play keep away and just have the poison just keep ticking, keep ticking, keep ticking. Um since Joel, since you played her, how did it feel to play Aki? Oh, she's fun. Um, I equate her to I feel like Dawson's definitely the slowest, and I think Chen Li's like the fastest. She's definitely I wanna say slower, but uh but she it's how do I put it? She's slow, but she like move like her moves are fast. Like I feel like herself is slow, but once she, she like mix-ups. does little moves, it's like it's bad. Yeah. So but overall, she felt pretty clean, pretty, pretty balanced. That's what I was happy with. Not that Rashid wasn't. But I was like, oh, Rashid, he's like all speed, you know? Uh, oh, but yeah. it's it's funny because it's like, Aki, you slow down. And you got to really think about it. But yeah, I think she felt good. She feels fun. I can't wait to play her more. Um, I got a lot of fucking Marissa action. And who else? Uh, someone else got, oh, and DJ. So I did random. Fuck. I mean, that is random. So it's like... God damn it, can you just spread it out more? <laughs> I guess I should just choose different people. But yeah, I, she feels great and uh, I can't wait for more. And it, you know, and apparently she's like dominating apparently in ranked. Like when you oh, got, I bet. Uh, she's she's just a bunch of options. She's she's the new strange. You know, people have to figure her out yeah. still. Yeah. I need to do some more ranked. I've been like, I'll challenge you guys. I don't care, but I need to <laughs> take on some randos. Um Really quick, before we go to a connecting game, going to sidebar to a similar game. So, Mortal Kombat 1 came out. It looks great. It looks Ooh. fun. Um, Except for this, the Switch, I baby. Go, it got ported to the Switch with a lot of issues. Uh, one mm. of them we talked about in person, I think, or on chat, uh, but... It shows. Uh, okay, so they, you know, fighting games are in a line. They should go to each other. Uh, one was like kind of on an axis perpendicular. It showed like one character going this way, one character. Oh, for, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm talking like I'm the camera. For those who aren't visualizing this, imagine there's two lines running into each other. Imagine that one of the lines is it's not like perpendicular, like an X, right? That's how the characters are interacting. Not like Soul Calibur, right? It's Mortal Kombat. They have to be side by side so, running so into each other. So they're on a 2D so basically, plane. Basically, like, it was running off the screen. Yeah. But, better better explanation coming. But you saw but you saw characters like end up walking into like 
the next dimension behind. So like they were off track with each other. It was so wild. And like the, the switch version had like less texture. So like people look really weird and very awkward. People's eyes were bugging out. Um, And the finishers too. And the finish and the finishers. But but the gameplay apparently is fine. The gameplay runs pretty well, but you can tell because everything else is fucking downgraded so much. Um, yeah, the Switch version looks real bad. Real bad. It looks okay. It doesn't look bad. It looks ugly. It looks real ugly. That's um, fair. That's right. It's not. It doesn't look bad. It's just texture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that was very unfortunate. But otherwise, from what I can see, MK One has had a amazing launch period. It looks like people are having a lot of fun. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Of course, the the fatalities are gruesome. The uh, you know. The X-rays are, you know, spine breaking like they should. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've seen clips of like the story. The story seems interesting. I don't know too much about it. I've never been the biggest Mortal Kombat fan, so I don't know if I'll ever play it unless if like somebody gets it and I you gotta play ask it their place. Uh, our resident Mortal Kombat fan when he's free. Yeah, if we ever see Marcelo, we could just you know see if he's playing it. Um, yeah, where is it? I bet he got it. That's my guess, though. But he did get Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, the Switch version is wild. <laughs> it's really bad. If you should look up, if you can, the side by side comparison of the fatalities, it's just who. Oh, it was a fun ooh. time. I mean, <laughs> it, whatever it takes to run on the Switch, I guess. Uh, but yeah, wanted a sidebar on that real quick. Uh, thank you for the good <laughs> explanation, Brian. Um, soon, I know we have a multitude of games, and one we've been playing on and off is Exo Primal. XDLC for that yeah. is coming out. Super excited. You should be getting a new uh, map, in... new mission with it, and hopefully... In about two weeks, yeah. At launch, we get you, Kyle, and Chun-Li in the game as skins. Or hopefully, yeah. new suits. We'll see. I'm assuming they're skins, and then we did see, I think, uh, Kyle doing a Sonic Boom. I'm assuming that's like a piece you attach to your mech. You can Sonic Boom. But um, I really hope that they're... Maybe not. Maybe it's just an emote. I really hope that their new suits and like their their specials are their moves, because it'd be really sad if they were just like emotes and they're just skins. But I wouldn't put yeah, past them but, either. Yeah, right. Uh, that's coming out soon. So again, Excel Primal, best dumbest game of the year, I think. The silent, silent compared to Baldur's <laughs> Gate, absolutely not. But compared to Mirage, absolutely not. But compared to Spider Man. No fucking way. But hey, it's a lot of fun. I I could sell you on that. It's a lot of goddamn dumb fun. Oh yeah. If you like mechs, if you like dinosaurs, jump on it. Of course, better with wanna throw that out there real quick. Oh yeah. There's gonna get some beta suits because they already have the alpha suits and new map. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh X Primal's been really fun. And it's it's nice to see that there's you know, they have at least a year long plan for this game. I was gonna just keep pumping mm-hmm. out new and new shit. Um, yeah. I don't know if we talked about this. It's a pretty big one, so I don't know if you want to. If there's anything else small you wanted to kind of bring up before talk about it. Um, I guess really quick, you know, uh, there's some new skins coming up for characters for Street Fighter. Okay, so Primal. 
Uh, Godzilla minus one. The trailer's been watched over 10 million times between Japanese and English viewers. Just want to say that. It's going to be hella fun. Um, I think there's two big things that I think you're referencing. Um, Oh, I am just doing out some things because, you know, we're we're, we're reaching the end. Um, Werewolf by Night, which I really love. Oh, it's spooky season. I'm going to watch that soon. Getting a color re-release. Okay, that's it. That's all I can say. That is, actors, pay your writers. Okay. that is a thing that is happening. Okay. okay that's all I want to say about that. So, um, lastly... Oh, yeah. I think that is, wait, what's this? Oh. Uh, sorry, a bit of dress. All right, go ahead, Brian. Full steam ahead. So, I don't remember if this was addressed on our last episode, but I kind of wanted to bookend this episode this uh episode of the podcast with this uh so joel are you have you been keeping up with uh the unity news we did talk about that last episode and i did see that they have fucking backpedaled a little sort of not really um but yeah, a yeah, uh, quick recap brian why don't we why don't we bring people up to speed in case they missed last episode so um Unity is kind of like the Unreal Engine, where it's, it's another um, game engine, very popular, especially amongst uh, indie game developers. Um, it's probably like the second biggest, you know, game engine uh, in the industry. Uh, so basically, uh, the higher ups at Unity decided that they wanted to change the policy so that Every time a, a game that uses Unity gets downloaded and they make a certain figure of money, I think it was like anywhere between, um, they get like up to like a, a million dollars or something like that, or some kind of figure, high-end figure of money that gets reached for that game. Um, the company that made the game has to pay Unity after that figure, uh, a couple cents, like 25, 26 cents per download that people, that just players download that game. And everybody in the industry that pretty much used Unity did not like that because when you think about it, a popular game that gets downloaded, and this, this is one thing, it's not just per player that gets downloaded, it's per place it gets downloaded so someone buys it like off steam that's a download or you know your playstation that's a download your switch that's a download your phone that's a download they wanted and re-downloads too and re-downloads so it doesn't matter if you download once and delete it it still would account for that figure a lot of people in the industry obviously did not fucking like that because a lot of companies like i said indie companies small teams low budgets Yes, each download is like a you know a couple cents per download. But when a game gets popular, where over you know it's getting over you know, millions and millions of downloads, that bankrupts a company, especially a small company. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people in the industry, started vocalizing how bad an idea it was. Uh, I can off the top of my head, I can remember. Um, the uh the crew from uh 
the cult of lamb was like all right mm-hmm. we'll make sure you download this because when this policy goes into effect in january we're taking this game off the fucking store we're not selling this fucking game anymore fuck that shit um mm-hmm. and so that's pretty much the gist like uh, going off the top of my head that's the gist of you know the situation it's very very stupid idea um there were reports going inside obviously the developers for unity uh when this idea got pitched to the the staff obviously they said it was a bad idea but of course you know company wants to make money um they went they went with announcing that idea anyway so that didn't go over too well um and like you were referencing Joel, uh recently there was an update on that story of like I said, them kind of backpedaling and like apologizing and saying that they were going to relook their idea for their policy and um fix it. Or like like you know, go back on what they were planning on doing. Of course, that yeah. was said not before them saying that they were going to change it and changing the fee to you know have it be after a map installs and lowering the price of the fee because uh like basically being after a certain download fees like they would have to pay a fee of like two like two hundred thousand something it's like no fuck you guys and then then from there, they backed off on it. Um, wow. If I've never seen a way for a company to pretty much shoot themselves in the foot, uh, this is it. Because I don't know about you, Jewel, but when... Like, let's say if you wanted to make a game, and it's like, oh, Unity's great for, you know, people like they are starting out in the game industry that want to make a game. You know, you want to make your little indie game. Okay, we're going to learn how to do Unity. And then this comes up. Does, doesn't this make you want to not trust them anymore? I can fucking touch it. At all. Bye-bye. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, this... This oopsie. This sorry guys. Like, our bad. We'll, you know, we'll go back to the drawing board. It's too late. You've already shown everybody that you're willing to change your policy, which, by the way, at the at the start of this, it was still a bad idea to begin with, because there is a lot of things that they uh, did. That are technically illegal. Because they erased their old policies off their web, like off their website. Not thinking that the policy, the policy contracts that they've made with companies already they don't have their own copies of that policy and so not only can they not retroactively change that policy for games that are already made and are out uh they can't just pretend that those policies didn't exist either and they can just retroactively change all of them to that um yeah and what was, what was even wilder about it, Joel, is that 
they said, oh, if your if your game is on a service like Game Pass or PlayStation Plus, they confront the bill. Xbox and Sony <laughs> confront the bill. Do you meet the threat, the download threshold? They they can just pay for you. No, they're fucking not. Especially place. Do you think PlayStation will want to fucking pay those fees? Fuck no. They wouldn't do shit. Hell no. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, it it's kind of bananas because now, how can people trust them? Like to like. In your opinion, Joel's like this. This is done, you know. Because think about it. Yeah, there's a lot of indie games that use Unity, but there's also a lot of big fucking games that use Unity. Yeah. I'll, I'll give I'll give you one game. One one pretty you know pretty uh, popular game that uses Unity. Genshin Impact. They're pretty. They're pretty small, right? They're they're. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like ten cents fucking money maker. Like, mm-hmm. do you think they would fucking care about paying that fucking fee? Fuck no. You know, it's it's good that they decided to go back on it, but I feel like the damage is done. It might just be a uh, like kind of thinking about it. Like, they'll use it because they're familiar with it. And, you know, they're comfortable with it. But, yeah, I don't... That's the... Uh, they show their hand pretty <laughs> pretty early. Uh, yeah, that... You know, they'll be lucky if it... uh it burn a lot of bridges, honestly. Yeah, and it's just... It's just so wild to me. Like, I can't even, like, put it, put it into any more words other than it's just, like... You'd have to think that now there's going to be other smaller game engines that are going to be coming up through the woodworks and probably try to like take advantage of the situation of a lot of lot of indie developers and other just developers not trusting them anymore, uh-huh. <laughs> not trusting Unity anymore for shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to uh, bring up the updates for that story just because it's wild that. Yeah that unity thought like the higher ups at UD thought this was a good idea or thought that people wouldn't notice the the outrageous idea of kind of extorting <laughs> developers for money just just because their games are doing good don't worry Xbox and PlayStation confront the bill don't worry that was a, that was the wildest statement cuz they said that with their full fucking chest like <laughs> <laughs> you don't got phones, don't you? <laughs> oh my god! Oh well, you know that was a very bad decision. But Joel, do you know? Do you know what? It, you know what's a good decision? That liking and subscribing to this podcast. If you're enjoying what you're watching and or listening, hell yeah! Because I don't know about you, Joel, but uh, you know things are things are on the steady climb. You know, but I want to tell you all, listen and watching out there, uh, it, we have we have an obstacle right now, and that obstacle is called the YouTube algorithm. So if you want us to fight the big boss, if you want us to f- help fight the big boss, all I want you to do, 
like the video, subscribe if you can, leave a comment about anything that we talk about this episode or anything that you would like us to talk, talk about, you know, your opinions on the topics of today's episode or, you know, anything, if we're doing anything good, bad, regardless, please let do us that. Know. Let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Help us defeat the big boss that is the YouTube algorithm so we can get this podcast out to many, many more nerds out there that are looking for a place to kind of hang out oh, and chill yeah. along with us. And of course, Joel, um, not only can they watch and listen on YouTube, but they can also listen to podcast services wherever they like to listen to their podcast. Uh, big note, though, apparently uh, for people that uh, listen to Google uh, podcasts, apparently that app is going away. So if if oh, you're no. lis- if you're listening to this podcast on Google Play uh, or the Google Podcast app, uh, everything is going to be transferring over to the YouTube Music app. Uh, they're going to be putting all of the podcasts on there, I believe, starting next year. So just a heads up, if for some reason, you know, a few months down the line, you're not getting new epi- new episodes of all of the podcasts you're subscribed to, that's probably going to be the reason why. So just a heads up on that, uh, you know. Try to make the transition now if you can, if you want to, or you know, go to another podcast app. Wherever you decide to go, we will probably be there. Uh, and of course, uh, we are also on Twitter. I'm not calling it X anymore. Fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Threads, Instagram, TikTok. By the way, Joel's been pumping out a lot of a lot of really good TikTok content lately. Oh, yeah. You should go check it out. Leave it a like. Put a comment on there repost it do whatever try to guess there we just got our second video that got over a thousand views which is fucking fantastic let's bump it up thank to you, Pax, and thank you friends for yes. checking it out and liking it too let's bump that shit up to 2000 and more and more and also you know hopefully we can you know get some more uh follows going on there maybe we could do this podcast live on there that'd be fucking cool shit so help us get there as well as long as Bell's also beating. We need to do a live on TikTok. I, I mean, think this, at least doing lives from the app, I believe it's like a thousand followers. So if you haven't followed us on TikTok, please go do so. We have a lot of cool content for you guys to watch over there from gaming to, you know, clips from the podcast and whatnot, just some funny stuff. Go check it out. We appreciate it. But of course, you know, we have the social medias, we have the youtube and we have the the podcast but joel if people for some reason can't figure out a place to put their questions or comments where could they do that before that be sure to check out united we nerd rewind we recently played party animals and had a shitload of fun that's right um, please also check out our other street fighter video it was hella fun we threw down great with time. two of our homies had a great time i want to do another one soon but everyone was busy this weekend baby Sue. Soon, hopefully get that Aki action yeah. going especially Ooh. Brian's got his new snack box my other buddy has a fucking fight stick I want to see it go down anyway yeah yeah we nerd rewind check that shit out we got some fun videos uh, but yes questions comments critiques right we nerdcast at gmail.com let us know if you agree or disagree hit us up you know oh, yeah. we would love the feedback uh, we like asking on twi- uh, Twitter once in a while or X whatever Please hit us with questions, even if it's 
relevant, irrelevant. I don't know. You want to ask about, I don't know, what's Spider-Man doing with his butt? I don't know. We'll fucking answer. <laughs> End of uh, ask me why I love Andromeda so much. Why does Brian like wrestling? I don't know. Hit us up. Let us know. We would love to give talk about that stuff. Obviously, don't say rude or profane. You know, tell me why you hate Glaives in Destiny. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Or was the gun glitch a terrible idea? Was it a great idea? Why did the last season suck or not? Why is this season amazing? I don't know. Fucking hit us up. Let us know. We got bad takes. We got good takes. Praise is good. Feedback is great. Nerdcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And of course, Joel, when you're not delving through the deeps of Baldur's Gate 3, where can people find you? Uh, in the streets like Common Rider. No, I wish. Um, <laughs> I am on TikTok, SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Mad Mech Monster Mind. Check out my music, check out my TikToks. Help me grow too so I can help this channel grow. So I can repost them. I'm trying to <laughs> try to lift them up here. TikTok, SoundCloud, Twitter, I guess Facebook. I, I hardly use it now. Mad Mech Monster Mind. Brian, if they want to find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. That's pretty much it, other than this. Um, yeah, I post random shit uh, every once in a while. Uh, I am, I might be coming back to streaming soon. I'm not setting down any guaranteed dates, but uh, I've, you know, I've been thinking about ways I could kind of reutilize my twitch a little bit so if you want to follow there just in case i you know come back suddenly you can go to twitch.tv forward slash at brian saber of course through all my other social medias it's the same thing at brian saber or at underscore saber because you know algorithms and bullshit but yeah other than that this has been the united we nerd podcast uh we appreciate you all for listening we also appreciate y'all for being a part of this community. We appreciate you guys. And remember to forever and always keep on nerding. Need to do a rewind of Baldur's Gate 3 or a live stream of that. Oh, we do. That'd be a good one. But yeah. No thirst for a vampire. Bye, everyone.